This is 7.30 Tea with Ree. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally stranded in a flooding canal. He's like, oh, I hope you don't mind. Um, I invited my friends. When he pulls up to pick me up, he's in a weird-looking van. Ree is spilling all the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7.30 Tea with Ree. How are you guys doing this week? I am all over the place this week. I'm in, like, a mix of a happy mood but stressed mood. Like, there's just so much that went on this entire week. And so much that happened over the weekend. Like, if you guys remember from the last episode, like, in the beginning of it, I was telling you guys about how I was going to be doing my tea droplets segment. If you guys didn't listen to the beginning of that episode, go listen to that episode right now to know a little bit more about that. But... Yeah, I did my in-person tea droplets or whatever, and I did it at the coffee shop, and it actually went really, really well. So, like, by really, really, really well, like, I mean for the first time doing it, you know? Like, obviously it wasn't amazing, but, like, it was great. It went well. I mingled a lot with people. I did get someone to do an in-person interview with me there, which was kind of cool. Like, I didn't think anybody would record with me, but one person did. And one is better than none. Like, I didn't think anybody would record with me. So I was really grateful for it. And it was really exciting. And I also got someone to submit a story in front of me. I also um, got a lot of people coming up to me and asking me questions. I also went up to people too and mingled and stuff like that. So that was pretty sick. Um, Yeah, it, it was really cool. Like even some people thought I was famous, which I don't feel famous yet because I'm not at my goal of followers and, you know, views and stuff like that. But it felt really good to, I guess, feel noticed. Like, oh, does that sound sappy? Whatever. Like, it felt really good to be noticed. And I was really, really grateful for it all. Even if it wasn't, like, you know, amazing. It felt, like, really good to me. Someone even said that they thought that I looked like a movie star, which really made my entire week. It just made me feel really good. And I got a lot of people to subscribe and follow my socials and stuff like that. Some little girl came up to me and literally asked me, she's like, oh, are you like a social media influencer? And I was like, oh my God, like, yes. You know, like, even though I like am trying to get there still, you know, I never want to self-deprecate in public. Like you always want to keep it professional and keep it positive. So I said, yeah, but I'm technically not lying either. Like I'm building myself up that way and I'm trying to gain more followers so that I can get like brand deals and sponsors and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it went really well. I'm going to be doing another one this weekend on Saturday. So now it's going to be every Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. at Dark Horse Cafe in Sayville. And um, if you guys don't know where that is, search it up and follow their Instagram page. They have uh, good food, good drinks there. The service is great. The atmosphere is great. Everyone's very friendly. Um, I feel really comfortable when I go there and I'm being genuine about that. I'm not just saying that, you know, I really do mean that. So check out the place really and truly. And they're helping me out in so many ways. And I'm so grateful for it. But 
Anyways, I also have an update on the date that I went on. If you guys were wanting to, you know, stay tuned into my love life, because the last time I told you guys I was going on a date with med school boy. So <laughs> I went on the date and it went really well. You guys are waiting for the butt. <laughs> it went really well. But the only thing is we did not kiss. Now, it's not because I did not want to kiss him, but I just felt like we didn't get the right timing to kiss. And also, I think it makes 10 times more sense now why there was that period of ghosting. Because remember how I told you guys, like, we were talking for like a week and it was going so well. And then he just ghosted me for like a few weeks. And I was like, what the hell? Right? So... Remember when I told you, like, eventually he reached out with, he sent this long paragraph and he was explaining himself and whatever. And I, like, he apologized and said he would do better. And so, you know, we moved on from that. And now we've been talking for, like, practically four weeks now again. And it, it's been going really well. And so we had that date, right? So I feel like I understand now why that ghosting happened the way it did because when he was apologizing he was explaining like he's not good with confrontation like he was going through a lot with the exams he was under a lot of stress and that's the only reason why he ghosted and blah 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 right and like mm, you guys listening are probably like oh, that's some fucking bullshit you know like it i i do get that which i have mixed emotions on it because like if it were me in fucking med school, like, my only thoughts are going to be my exams and my future. And I would be under a lot of stress, too, where if I was talking to someone off hinge for, like, a week and we had, like, maybe two phone calls and it was going well, but then I had, like, exams or whatever the next week... Like, I would probably forget about them a little bit, too, because they're not my, you know, they're not my significant other. They're just someone I was talking to. Not that I would be an asshole like that and, like, just ghost. But I'm just saying, in that way, I kind of get it because it's like, in a way, he doesn't owe me anything. So that's why I see it from that point. But also, he still could have reached out. But now I understand why that played out the way it did so let me get to the point <laughs> when we met up in person for the first time like our first interaction what I gathered is how anxious he is <laughs> because okay we meet up or whatever at the place where we decide to hang out and I get out the car he gets out the car whatever Actually, no, he got out first and I got out first. Yeah, I waited for him to get out first. I didn't want to be the first to get out of the car. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted him to wait a little. So, <laughs> whatever. He got out first and I got out first. And then, I'm a hugger. So, like, I was going in, like, to hug him. And I don't think it's that he didn't want to hug. But, like, he just immediately started babbling. I don't know. Like... When I tell you, I can't even repeat what he said because I genuinely don't remember. And he, like I said, he's in med school, so the kid's really smart. So he was talking about something and I, I have no clue, <laughs> no memory of what he was trying to say. But he said so much in like in under like 60 seconds. 
and I was just like smiling and nodding and then I like went in for my hug like after like I was like oh it's nice to meet you like we hugged you know he hugged me like I think it like occurred to me he's like oh fuck yeah like we hug you like I think he was so nervous in the first couple of minutes or whatever that he just kept babbling because even after that like we went to go like pick up the pizza or whatever we got pizza and we had wine in the car or whatever and you know we were taking his car there and he's driving he's an anxious driver too like the way the date was going I could just immediately tell it has probably been a long time since he's been on a date and it made 10 times more sense why that ghosting scenario played out the way that it did I really now I'm like okay I believe you when you said that you are like awkward with confrontation and communicating and stuff like that like it made 10 times more sense where I was like okay yeah the kid really is in med school you know where it just clicks after I hope I don't sound like a dumb girl on here where I'm like giving excuses or anything like that because I'm not trying to give excuses for anybody because at the end of the day like communication is what you're supposed to do when it comes to anything so like I'm not dismissing that but I'm just understanding it better from that perspective and trying to put myself in someone else's shoes of like what was their logic behind doing what they did even though they messed up and like why they did it so yeah I'm understanding it and I'm like okay that makes 10 times more sense other than that um yeah he was babbling in the first however many minutes but then after that we were fine like we were joking around having fun we were actually having like good intellectual conversation but also like joking around conversation by the time we got back to my car and uh we were hanging out in there because I said we had a I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode but we had like a a car picnic where I had my trunk opened and it was facing the ocean and I had all of my back seats down and I had pillows and blankets and it was like a really cute like car picnic it was adorable and um we were just drinking our wine and having fun like all of the conversation was really good I felt like I was really clicking really bonding with him so I mean I hope we have another date the only thing is like I said like I don't know if I mentioned this before because my memory's bad, but um, we did not kiss on this date. And I think it's just because the timing, like I said, uh, just wasn't there. He also had left a little bit early, uh, not because he wanted to, because he did really want to stay longer. It's just the weather was bad that day. Uh, and he was actually checking on it. Like we were looking at it together because it was supposed to be a mix of, uh, of rain and snow and he lived kind of further so we wanted to make sure he got back safely without the the roads frosting and stuff like that so we hung out for like three hours we even uh got to watch a little bit of a movie which was nice so like we cuddled a little bit but we didn't kiss which I was kind of like uh you know like I I would have liked to kiss him but also I didn't want to rush that and I didn't want to force a kiss in a moment that shouldn't have a kiss just yet. So yeah, 
um, that's pretty much how it went. It went really well. He said he had a lot of fun and we've been messaging since, but now the messages are going a little bit slower because, um, now he's back in school. So I'm kind of just like trying not to overthink that and just be understanding and getting to know him in person made me understand it more because even I had asked him I was like how often do you get to do this like how often do you get to relax like this like while we're drinking our wine just relaxing and watching the view he was like I I never get to do this and it it was just really it was kind of sad because it's like damn like you really don't get to have just a normal fun time like this even the wine like he got tipsy pretty fast all we had was one drink and he was tipsy so that just tells me like he doesn't go out that much so yeah um yeah (laughs) anyways yeah the the date overall went well I got to know more about him and why he ghosted and all of that stuff and I got to know more about just I guess who he is as a person and his humorous side and his intelligence and stuff like that so I had a really fun time but there was no kissing and I would love to do a second date I just don't know when we're doing that because we haven't gotten to talk that much this week because of um because of how he's back in school so I guess we'll see how it goes I feel like I over blabbed a little bit I might definitely edit these stuff (laughs) but Anyways, we are going to get into our first story in a few, but before I do that, I'm just going to, you know, fill you in on what this podcast is about in case you're new here. So if you are new here, I'm very happy that you're here. Um, This podcast is all about spilling tea and sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So if you have any tea to spill, DM me on Instagram at 730 with 3 and you spell that 730-T-E-A-W-I-T-H. R-I-E, or you can DM me on my main Instagram account at Rihanna Flores, and you spell that R-I-E-A-N-N-A-F-L-O-R-E-S. And if you wish to be anonymous, please let me know. Stories should be up to 500 words or less, and if you want to send an audio voice message instead of typing out your story, just please keep it up to five minutes max. Thank you! So now we're going to get into our first story of the day. So this one is actually an update story, which made me really happy to see. I was like, oh my God, yes, because it was like a good ending to something. So do you guys remember that situationship episode that I had? It was in season one, episode 12. That's what it was. So this situationship turned into a couple. So we got to chat about it. We got to chat about it. So do you guys remember the the beginning of that episode? The, like the first situationship one? So that one that we were talking about, the listener sent in this story about this guy she was talking to who he worked for Apple as a software engineer. And let me just kind of refresh your memory more. Uh, So this guy and her had gone to high school together and they were friends prior to talking to each other in like a lovey-dovey way. And the funny thing is, is she actually had a crush on him in high school and he had a crush on her too, but they never said anything or realized it until now, you know, like until they were in their 20s and started hanging out alone. 
and they eventually had their first kiss and from since then they began talking every day over text and snapchat and facetime for hours and hours and like hooking up and shit like that and she was nervous to tell her parents about him and he was afraid to make it official too soon and then they were also long distance because apple headquarters is in california meanwhile this listener she lives in new york however (laughs) he discussed getting a position closer like in boston area or whatever and he even discussed like the possibility of them living together when he does take a position in boston or if if or when he does you know like he was you know talking there about well, hey, if we do make this official, like, how would you feel living with me in Boston? Like, he was already making future plans, right? And so they had this ongoing situationship, long-distance thing going for, like, five months. And it was becoming frustrating for our listener, right? So now they became official. He flew home to New York, where he's originally from, like her, you know, they're both from long island and he showed up to her house with flowers he met her parents he's technically known the parents anyways because of like that whole high school history but it's definitely different saying hi to parents with a new intention behind seeing them and saying hi you get what i mean but anyways he got the parents approval which is what she was the most nervous about because it's the first boyfriend she's told her parents about And they even were okay with her going on a trip with him that he booked for them. And they ended up going on this trip closer to the holidays and they managed to make it official when he got home, like when he came back or whatever. And just as he promised, you know, like everything happened the way that it should. Um, The way he, because he promised that he would make it official when he got back and he kept that promise. So here they are. So yeah, guys, um, this is living proof that it's very possible to make it out of the situationship era. So yeah. And now this doesn't apply to everyone out there. Like you only make it out of the situationship era if you are the exception and not the rule. And if you're confused by what I mean by that, I'm actually referring to this quote from a movie that I swear by, like this is a good movie to watch. And if you have not seen this movie, you need to see this movie. Like it's so, it just, I feel like it calls women out and it opens your eyes to like how the dating world really is, like what you really should be keeping yourself in check for and shit like that. But anyways, this movie is called He's Just Not That Into You. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's a really good movie. It basically shows all of these different scenarios where women are with men who are lacking to make some sort of effort in their romantic connection. Like they aren't going the extra mile because there's something holding them back, but they don't necessarily leave the relationship they're in either. They stay in it because they're comfortable and they don't fix what they're lacking because they're comfortable. Now, I'm not trying to blame just men here either because a relationship is a two-way street, but the movie is mostly from a woman's perspective. So it shows some of the male perspective too, but it mainly shows a man's flaws on the big screen. And like, you know, some guys might take that personal, but the movie, like I said, it's really just 
trying to show the truth of what happens from the female perspective in most relationships. And I think that that should be respected to an extent for what it is, because it's not meant to knock men, but show what men don't see in themselves and, you know, how they don't see certain bad qualities that most women are seeing. Like, there's so many things that men do that they don't realize is, like, a bad thing or they don't recognize as like, oh, I'm kind of messing up here. Like there's plenty of times where men just don't see what women see or how they could work on something better or see where they're lacking or where they're falling short. And I think that just stems from them not feeling comfortable to even express or talk about where they could be falling short. You know, like a lot of men are taught from young to suppress their emotions because if they show them it's seen as something weak meanwhile vulnerability is actually 10 times stronger than we lead on which is exactly why men don't want to do that or they think it's weird or it's unknown territory for them and the unknown is scary to a lot of people right but anyways where this point comes in is that in all of the relationships being displayed in the movie where it shows men lacking effort, the women eventually kind of start to stand their ground or they make ultimatums and some relationships survive and some don't. And that's simply because to some men, women are either their exception where they go above and beyond for them and they give them everything they deserve. Or if that woman is the rule, he's going to treat her exactly like a rule. He'll play the games by the book and stick to the usual basic dating stuff. He won't break the rules or step outside the boundaries or the comfort zone to woo her and go above and beyond to win her over. He's just going to treat her like every other person he comes across. And that doesn't reflect on how you are as a woman or a person. It just reflects back on what they look for in a woman and whether or not you're it for them. It all just reflects on, you know, if you make them tick every day, if you make their heart beat that extra mile, it's really just all it is and just whether or not you are their only exception. And in this case, our listener is the exception because she was able to, I guess, you know, impress him or make him feel really good and, you know, just have the qualities that he's looking for specifically. And that made him want to do all of those things and go above and beyond for her and make her his. Or, you know, like he just simply, like I said, liked all of who she was. That's just what it is. It's either someone's your exception or they're your rule, you know? And it's not just men that do this too. Like women do it too. We just don't talk about it that much. But yeah, um, some of the ways that you can know whether or not you're the exception is if you can visibly see or just simply feel the effort that's being put into you. The biggest green flag is if you feel constantly reassured and you don't ever have to question yourself when you're with someone or you don't have to question how they treat you when they're with you or you don't feel like you have to question them 10 times more when they're away from you. And I would say reassurance and validation are like two of the biggest things needed in relationships because they both involve communication and communication is key but it's a specific type of communication that helps indicate 
the amount of love and care that's given to you, whether that's mental or physical. It's just very essential to have both. But anyways, um, going back to the story, congratulations to these two for surviving long distance and overcoming the situationship phase. It genuinely, like I said, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of deep understanding, patience, and the key thing, communication, just proper communication skills. So props to you guys. Congrats. And yeah, yeah. Anyways, we are going to move on to our next story of the day. So this one was a little audio message sent in. Someone actually sent this in like all the way back in September and I forgot that I had it and I was like, oh my God, this would be great. So yeah, we're going to go listen to that. Oh damn, I literally remember one right now. It was hilarious. It was when I was in high school. Yes. And I was in Martha's Vineyard. And I was hanging out with my friends in one of the towns in the square. And one of our friend's girlfriend... Well, I think she was an ex, but they could have been a girlfriend at the time again. I don't remember. But she was hoeing. She hooked up with one of our friends and another one of our friends and then started dating one of our close friends. But with because of that, she was just talking a lot of wild shit to my friend Connor. And literally, he's like, you don't really want to start all this shit because people know about you and I'm trying to be nice. And I'm like, yeah, yo, you don't want him to say some shit because like, yo, it's, it's crazy. And she's like, nah, you're just being a fat, ugly motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, well, at least I'm not a fucking hoe like you fucking everybody. And he screamed this. Not said it straight up, but he screamed it. And, like, there was not, like, a few people in the square. Oh, no, there was, like, <clears throat> mothers, kids. There was a lot of people. And she was so embarrassed. But you literally, that's what fucking happened. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh my god, screaming that information out in front of a whole vineyard is kind of crazy, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I would definitely die if a guy tried to, like, call me out in front of a bunch of people like that and, like, mention my sexual history. Like, okay, even if she was starting some shit, I feel like it's kind of a lot to do. Like, I have mixed feelings on this story because, yes, like okay like he he ha ha like it is funny is funny that that happened but also i kind of feel like he took it a little too far by screaming her business out loud like just because someone goes low doesn't always mean you have to go lower i feel like in some scenarios yes but like not in all of them like okay sure she slept around and all that And yeah, she might have been giving his friend an attitude or being rude to him, but it doesn't really give him a right to go lower, like, and yell out all of her sexual business. Like, even if she did hoe around, like, I don't think it was right for her to start shit up with your friend because there's a time and a place for things, but also he didn't have to embarrass her like that. Now, if you guys were expecting me to just only laugh at this story, like, I I just, uh, I feel like it's got to be analyzed still because I feel like 
yeah, it's kind of funny, but also I kind of feel bad for this girl. Because as much of, like, a possibly shady person she could be for sleeping around with the friends, I just still don't think it's right for her to be publicly judged or shamed for the amount of people she slept with, even though it's wrong. Like, I understand calling her out for homie hopping, you know? Because you mentioned that she began dating someone in that friend group after hooking up with the majority of the friend group. Which I think that's honestly kind of really uncomfortable. Not saying it's an impossible dynamic to handle, but it's really hard to have a relationship with someone when you're aware that they've had intimate relationships with people from your friend group. So what I will say is that, you know, it's not smart on her part for that. Like, it's definitely, doing that is just demanding that trouble enter your life and trust issues in your relationship, you know? It's not the smartest thing, but either way, this whole story sounds messy and shady, (laughs) but usually anything involving friend groups always is kind of messy and shady, like, in, in big friend groups at least, you know? Not all friend groups are like that. But there's definitely a lot of friend groups that I have met where I'm like, mm, y'all are a little, a little shady, a little, a little sus. But um, yeah, it, it all makes sense to me. <laughs> Anyways, um, the biggest thing to take away from this is when somebody's acting up like that, don't stoop to their level or allow them to question your values and your morals to a point where you are yelling their sexual business out loud in public at, at Martha's Vineyard or, you know, wherever. But um, even if this happened to a guy, like if a guy was the one homie hopping, like I don't even think he deserves that either. Like I don't think that I'm just saying this just because I'm sticking up for only a girl. Like I just don't think anybody's sexual business should be aired out like that in public, you know, like it's their business, even if they are acting like an asshole. I feel like they only deserve it if they've genuinely been an asshole. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like she did some really fucked up shit where she killed somebody. Like, I don't think... Do you get what I mean? Like, I just think it's a little much, personally. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, But yeah, I don't think anybody deserves that. Just because someone goes low does not mean you have to go ten times lower. And also the other thing to take away is don't homie hop. (laughs) Don't homie hop at all. That's, like I said, problems are waiting to happen from that. So don't do that. (laughs) But anyways, thanks for sending in this story. It was definitely some type of juicy. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we are going to get into our last and final story of the day. So this one was a written in story that was sent in. And this one's called, My Ex Gets Turned On When I Sleep With Other Men. So, this person wrote in and said, So, I have this ex-boyfriend. We'll name him Brad. Brad and I dated many years ago, but now we happen to live in the same city. We ended on good terms and send a friendly birthday text every year, except this year he hit me up in the spring and asked if I was single. I said yes, and he said he was too and then asked if I wanted to come over for a one-night stand. Well, the one-night stand turned into us sleeping together four more times over the course of six months. Nothing crazy, it was just good sex and we were both still single. 
Then, one night in October, I asked if he wanted to come over and he told me he didn't think it was a good idea we see each other anymore because he was afraid one of us would catch feelings again and get hurt. So he encouraged me to go out and see other people. But then, a few weeks later in November, I got a text from him uh, at one night asking if he could come over. I asked him if he changed his mind, and he explained to me that he wanted to be friends with benefits. I responded saying I thought that's what this always was, and he further explained that the reason he tried to get me to see other people a month earlier is because the thought of me sleeping with other guys turns him on. So, he wants to be friends with benefits, but for the sole purpose of me going out, sleeping with other guys, and then telling him about it to turn him on. But I get all the perks of being in a relationship. He'll cook me dinner, come to the gym with me, take me out to bars, but he wants me to sleep around. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I'm not mad at this. I... <laughs> I know you guys are probably shocked to hear that, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with this. And I'll, I'll tell you why, you know, like, I know you guys are, like I said, you guys are probably like, why is she, like, why would Rihanna not think this is toxic? Honestly, you're like, yeah, it could be perceived that way because like, she's doing this shit with her ex. But honestly, I don't really think it is that toxic. And it's because... I mean, it seems kind of fun and healthy, like, only, and I'll only say that it's healthy, fully based on the fact that there was full communication throughout the entire set of interactions that they had, even though that they are exes. Now, there's some people that hook up with their exes, and they just don't have the proper communication skills, and one person's always, like, guessing or, like, overanalyzing it, and, you know, like, they're always in their head, right? But in this scenario, they're literally communicating exactly what they want from this and letting each other know, like, how they're going to go about this and what they plan on doing with it. And, I mean, like, now don't get me wrong, like, this is definitely not something I would suggest or is okay for most exes to do. But these two seem to have actually made this a cordial thing and respect each other's boundaries. They don't have plans to date each other again. They're both single. They don't have romantic feelings, you know, like they just have sexual feelings and they both agreed to be friends with benefits. The boundaries were set and he expressed his sexual turn-ons. I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with this. And on top of it, this girl, she's going to get free food, free drinks, and a gym buddy. It's like you get free, fun company with good sex. Like, girl, get it, okay? Get it. Just, like, you know, have fun with it. As long as you guys are being safe and remaining communicative, which it seems like you guys are, like, fuck anybody else who judges it. You two had healthy communication and expressed what you want from this, and you guys are both receiving that and remaining cordial, respectful, and having genuine fun. Do your thing, okay? Do your thing. Purr. Anyways, girl, go ahead and get your bag. No, <laughs> get your bag. <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing, I'm playing. But um, like I said, yeah, have fun. 
Anyways, we're going to close out today's episode with our sound healing as we always do. So sit back, lie down, relax, shut your eyes, take a deep breath in from your nose and out from your mouth. And I'm going to play. guys thank you so much for joining today's episode it's always good having you guys here and if you are new here like i'm really happy that you joined and that you stayed this whole entire time uh don't forget to follow and subscribe and leave a comment on this thing too or like leave a comment on my instagram like or whatever you want to do follow my tiktok just do anything to like keep up with me you know like i just want you to stay i want you to stay around and be my friend but um Yeah, thank you guys so much again today for joining, and I hope that you guys have the bestest week ever, and I hope that more of you come visit me in the coffee shop at Dark House Coffee in Sayville on Saturdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Come join me there, and yeah, thank you so much again. I hope you guys have the bestest week ever, and I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye!